I've noticed myself looking at a couple pieces of information when I'm considering a self-storage market or a project and, I, and I'm analyzing the market or the trade area that it's in. I, I, in the, recently, I've started looking at a couple things I never used to really look at very closely. Apartment rent increase and housing cost increase. Let's talk about that in a minute. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Quick Start Academy, which houses the on-demand self-storage boot camp, which is the premier training that I offer that's designed to support the small investor from going wherever you are all the way into the self-storage business and putting your first self-storage facility into service. It's a step-by-step -step guide on how to do it with all the resources that we use, workbook, videos, you can your checklist, you can refer back to this as you go through every phase of the transaction. If you're looking for a step-by-step -step process, I invite you to look at the on-demand self-storage boot camp, creatingwealththroughselfstorage.com to get more information on it. Now I'm getting clear that there is a direct relationship between self-storage demand and apartment rent increases and housing cost increases. Can't quite quantify that yet, but those are two drivers that I'm now looking at as I consider a particular market. Both of those begin to raise equilibrium, I think, for a particular trade area. Now, if you remember last week's episode, we were talking about population growth and, you know, doing your own research on the data you get in these publications. And if you remember, Austin, Texas was projecting 6% population growth over the next three years. Now, something that's really interesting about Austin, in many markets, but I'm just picking that as an example, is that in 2021, housing costs went up 28.8% in Austin. And I got that information from the Marcus Millichap 2022 self-storage outlook report I've been talking about. Now, I did this for all those markets, those top five markets, and I had to use multiple sources of research, Google, and um, some uh, real estate publications that I subscribe to, and I use multiple sources to get my information. I'm not saying my information is accurate, but I noticed that in where the population growth is growing fast, housing costs are soaring. Now in Austin, we had a 28.8% increase in housing costs. Self-storage vacancy in that market as a whole is 4%. Now if you look at the next city that was on last week's list, let's look at Salt Lake City. Now Salt Lake City had housing increase of 23.7%. But what's interesting is that the apartment rent increase was nowhere near that. The apartment rent increase, just based on information I extrapolated from the internet, like what was the average cost of rent in uh, 20, 2020, what was it in 2021 in Salt Lake City, and it appeared that apartment 
rent only went up 3.34%. Apartment rent increase was only about 3.34%. Interestingly enough, self-storage vacancy was 8% in Salt Lake as compared to 4% in Austin. Now, I'm not saying there's a direct correlation because the apartment rent increase wasn't as high that storage vacancy was higher, but there might be. I don't know. But what they are doing is pointing to a trend I'm beginning to see, that in markets or trade areas where housing costs are high and apartment rent growth is, is going up, that creates more demand for self-storage. And it occurs to me like it's significantly more, or, or maybe even moderately, but it's more than traditionally what has been the demand for self-storage. If you think about it, it just makes logical sense. It's easier and cheaper to rent a storage unit than it is to move apartments or to get a bigger apartment and pay all that money and go through the hassle of moving or you know buy a bigger house and have to deal with all the stuff you got to deal with today to buy a house storage becomes a cheaper more viable easier solution hence the increase in rent and the low vacancy now i know there's other drivers for self-storage besides population growth housing cost increases and, and apartment rent or rental increases but we're not measuring any of that as an industry what we are measuring is square feet per capita and we've been doing that since i got into business in the in the 90s i think as an industry it's time we grew up a little bit in how we determine supply demand, or in particular, demand. Like, I'm telling you, Walgreens doesn't look at drugstore square feet per capita in a market to determine if a drugstore should go here. They're looking at population, population growth, they're looking at spending trends, they're looking at income. There's a whole bunch of factors that they plug into an algorithm and it'll spit out what they can pay per square foot for a location at this intersection. And it's a pretty exact. McDonald's has its own algorithm and formula. All the major retailers that we know of are doing that. They have multiple data inputs that tell them where to be, how much they can pay, and what the per square foot income is most likely going to be for a particular location. As a storage, as an self-storage business, we're still using square foot per capita. That takes into account two things. We're looking at number of people, number of square feet of self-storage. Great information, but there sure are a lot more drivers going on in today's world determining wh whether there's demand for our product than those two factors. So as an industry, I think it's time that we kind of mature a little bit in our analysis, our demand analysis. And I challenge someone to come up with a, a viable alternative to how we're currently measuring demand. If you'd like to partner with me on doing that, I'm all for it. But until that day, 
I'm creating my own little checklist that includes population, population growth, you know, square foot per capita, average income, average household income, housing cost increases, apartment rent increases. Now, I don't have an exact formula how to put all those together yet, but I'm tracking all of them and I'm looking at trends in all of them. And one thing I notice is I've been doing this recently is that in markets where the housing costs are higher and the apartment rent growth is higher, self-storage vacancy is lower. So I'd like to figure out how to translate that into what is the true equilibrium number in that particular market when you start getting oversupplied? Because eight square feet isn't it in most cases. So if you're going to the IS, if you're seeing this in uh, April of 2022, next week I'll be at the Inside Self Storage Convention. I hope to see you there. If you see me, and feel so inclined, say hello. I'd like to hear how you're doing and what your successes and what your challenges are. So thank you very much. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage and I look forward to being with you next week.